Today, we just heard a section of Jesus' farewell address given before his passion. We read it ahead of our celebration of the ascension of Jesus next Sunday. You see, the ascension is a departure of Jesus from this world, at least in a physically tangible way. So it is good for us to hear these important things that he has to say in preparation for our celebration of the ascension. So what are the important things that Jesus has to say to us? First, he is going to the Father, to a place where he came from. It is a, light, a place of light, glory, and love. As comforting as it may be, it is still not easy for us that he's leaving us behind. However, he is not leaving us orphaned. He is giving us the Holy Spirit. As Jesus told us, the Holy Spirit will teach us everything and remind us of everything that he had taught us. In other words, he will remind us of Jesus' teachings about loving each other and how we should treat each other. And I think the first reading today is a good example of how the Holy Spirit uh, was guiding the church so that the disciples would work with each other and would try to talk to each other, to have a meeting with each other to resolve their differences as opposed to breaking off and start their, uh, their own churches. And the Holy Spirit is still guiding us the church, uh, in the church today by reminding us of everything that Jesus has taught us. Also at the Mass, it is the Holy Spirit that transforms the bread and the wine that we offer to the altar into the body and blood of Jesus Christ, which is the true presence of Jesus among us, even until this day. So the Holy Spirit perpetuates the presence of, the Holy, uh, of Jesus Christ in the church, even though we do not see Jesus any, anymore in a tangible way as a human person, but his presence in a sacramental way is still very, very real, and it's a substantial presence and a real presence. And of course, the Holy Spirit will remind us that as Jesus promised, that he will come back to us and take us with him to the home of the Father so that we may live forever with the Father who loves us infinitely. And the second reading explains how beautiful this place is. It is made of precious stone gleaming with the glory of God. And interestingly, there's no temple in this, holy, uh, this heavenly Jerusalem that comes down from heaven. We might find it really strange as to why it is, but this is because on that day, God dwells everywhere in this holy city, this new Jerusalem. On that day, God will be all in all, enlivening and sanctifying everything and everyone. And that, my brothers and sisters, is our eternal destiny. In two weeks, we will be celebrating Pentecost, which is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church and the fulfillment of the promise of Jesus. And this promise is fulfilled in us when we were baptized and it reached a perfection when we received communion, sorry, confirmation. And for us who have been initiated, for us who have received the gifts of the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation, may we be ever open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and be ever docile to his promptings. And may the Holy Spirit renew each one of us and lead us all one day 
to our eternal destiny. Hemos acabado de leer una parte del discurso de despedida de Jesús que pronunció antes del inicio de su pasión. Lo leímos con anticipación a la celebración de la ascensión de Jesús el próximo domingo. La ascensión es la salida de Jesús de este mundo de una manera físicamente tangible. Pues es bueno que nosotros escuchemos las importantes palabras que Jesús tenía para decirnos en nuestra preparación a su ascensión. ¿Cuáles son esas importantes palabras que Jesús tenía para decirnos? Primero, que Él se iba al Padre a un lugar de luz, gloria y amor. A pesar de ser muy reconfortante a donde iba, no es fácil para nosotros entenderlo. Sin embargo, Él dijo que no nos dejaría solos, que Él nos enviaría el Espíritu Santo, que el Espíritu Santo nos recordaría todo lo que Él había enseñado. El Espíritu Santo específicamente nos recordaría, por ejemplo, el mandato de amarnos unos a otros y de cómo debemos amarnos y servirnos unos a otros. El Espíritu Santo aún continúa guiando a la iglesia, recordándonos a cada uno de nosotros lo que Jesús enseñó. Además, en la misa, el Espíritu Santo es quien transforma el pan y el vino que se convierten en la presencia real y, uh, real y verdadera de Jesús entre nosotros, que es el cuerpo y la sangre de Jesucristo. Por supuesto, el Espíritu Santo nos recuerda también que así como Jesús lo prometió, Jesús volverá y nos llevará con Él a la casa del Padre para que podamos vivir para siempre con Él y con el Padre que nos ama infinitamente. En la segunda lectura se nos da una visión de lo hermoso que será ese lugar. Será como si fuese hecho de piedras preciosas resplandeciente con la gloria de Dios. Curiosamente, se nos dice que no hay templo en esta Jerusalén celestial. Es posible que parezca extraño, pero esto es porque Dios es el templo y habitará en todas partes de aquella ciudad. En ese día, Dios será todo en todos, vivificando y santificando todo y a todos. Y ese será nuestro destino eterno. En dos semanas, celebramos, celebraremos el Domingo de Pentecostés, conmemorando y celebrando el derramamiento del Espíritu Santo sobre la Iglesia y el cumplimiento de la promesa de Jesús. Esta promesa se llevó a efecto en cada uno de nosotros cuando fuimos bautizados y alcanzó perfección cuando recibimos la confirmación. Roguemos para que estemos siempre abiertos a la guía del Espíritu Santo y seamos siempre dóciles a sus, sus impulsos 
y que el Espíritu Santo nos renueve y nos conduzca un día a nuestro destino eterno.